0: Making a view
1: Making a view Beckman and I will be discussing creature features, and I'm sort of surprised we got this deep into the series without already touching on it. As usual, I would like to warn my listeners that there may be spoilers and harsh language throughout the podcast, so if you have a problem with that, stop listening now. Otherwise, my name's Larry Parsons, I'm your host in Random Canadian, and thank you so much for listening to Rankin' So believe it or not, Mr. Beckman, we're about to record the nineteenth episode. I'm so proud of you. Of You've Review. managed to like convince
0: a whole <laughs> bunch of crazy people to make podcasts about horror movies. I am like flattered that you've asked me back and, well of course
1: you're going to come back and uh, you're sort of a kindred horror movie spirit as far as like you and I seem to have a fairly ridiculously rich appetite when it comes
0: to movies like this appetite is not the word I would use I'd say small obsession well, give
1: almost any horror movie a chance like, even if it
0: looks terrible I I'm
1: I used to be the point where like I wouldn't turn a movie off but I've yeah. kind of gotten over that in the sort of age of Netflix and other things, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. If it's really going to be killing my night to yeah. watch the rest of this movie, I will try some other, you know, someone else's dream project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our topic this week is monsters, and of course, uh, it's amazing we got to episode nineteen without hitting monsters already. And of course, we're going to come here again. Yes. There's no shortage of monsters, and uh, this is not the A-list monster crowd necessarily. No. Uh, I tried to pick sort of a uh, different type of monsters but for the most part um they the mov- the thing that these movies have in common
0: is that they would fall under the brand creature feature yes which is a genre that I love thoroughly and deeply uh while we're at it can I can I ask you what your favorite monster movie is of all time as well the easy answer is of course Jaws, if you count
1: Jaws as yes. the monster in the movie. Yeah. Uh, that's the knee-jerk response. Yeah. Um I have a great love for the nineteen ninety movie Tremors. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's maybe yeah. ninety two or 92. Yeah. Um I don't know why I have such great love for that. It's a complete B roll uh monster movie, but it's But
0: it's it's a lot of fun. It was it's one of the first monster movies that was seriously a lot of fun. Yeah well and and for in it I, I don't mean how well these
1: special effects have aged now but uh, yeah. at the time it was sort of you know it was a self-aware monster movie in yeah. a way that that scream was a self-aware slasher movie yeah yeah it, yeah. it, it wasn't winking as directly at the audience as scream But it was definitely did, knowing but, that you know we're going to make fun of the monster movie this a is the template, and this is what we're going to do with it. Yep. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, I don't think anything that we have in this list is going to come close to Joe. No, I Trump agree. I agree. As Monster <laughs> Movies goes, it was a pretty weak list, but let's get into that. So, uh, so the six movies that we're going to look into. The controversial prequel-sequel-come-reimagining of uh, The Thing, yeah. called The Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a movie called The Cave, about a, sort of, a team of scientists, spelunker, underwater cave explorers. yeah. A job Uh, that you could not pay me enough money to do. I would just still say no. The environment itself is terrifying already, um... Once again, actually, just last episode, we did a Christopher Smith movie with Kevin Stiller called uh, The Triangle. Yes. And uh, now we're going back to Christopher Smith for Creep. Yeah. One of, I think, his first, actually, feature film. Is it? Starring Frankie Potenta uh, as a, a woman who encounters some really ugly business in yeah. the subway system. She earns her pay in this one. <laughs> and yeah. Yes. And then... Another often discussed Director on this show, I actually just kind of shit talked about it long ago yeah. for a segment in VHS. Yeah. The Ty West, his uh, very first, uh, very independent student film, practically project, yes. The Roost, yeah. uh, featuring uh, genre favorite Tom Noonan. <laughs> so you, you took Ty West to town. Uh, I was not as big on his segment in VHS in fact I believed it to be one of the weakest segments in VHS it's the one about the couple that uh, were uh, sightseeing together and she ends up being the killer that one's terrible yeah Yeah,
0: that one is that one is a shitty it's a shitty story it's It's the weakest out of all of them
1: in a movie that has some really good stories in it I thought that was weak and it disappointed me because I I actually do like Ty Ty West West, yeah no and I I, I called
0: it and I called it right on that fact that she was the killer like it was just yeah. Spoilers for VHS, everyone. <laughs> well, you, do, you do have a spoilers warning, but yeah, no. Anyways, we're getting off track here. Ty West, yeah, who so, has made some good movies. Yeah, and uh, we're going to look at his very
1: first uh, effort, called "The Roost, the Roots. Uh, very yourself. obscure horror <laughs> title. Um, and then we go to the other end of the spectrum from the no-budget, a bunch of friends trying to make a movie for no money, yeah. the mega-budget adapted
0: of a popular video game Silent Hill which I think is very hard to do Uh, there's yet to be I think an outstanding amazing movie that's been based off a video game
1: yeah um, and this time we get a, we're treated to a whole town full of monsters. Yes. It's not your typical, there's a monster on the loose. How are we going to get away from it? How are we going to catch it? How are we going to kill it? It's yeah. A, it's an entirely monstrous. It's environment. more of
0: a haunted house. It's definitely a haunted house movie if you mm-hmm. had to categorize it in the horror genre. But yeah, I there are plenty creature of
1: creature feature though. There's definitely some. Oh no. I mean, feature.
0: I, I see why it qualifies for the, for the creature feature. I, I understand why it's there. I, um, it's just really, it's a haunted house story. And then, last but From, not
1: least. Infamous and, I think, uh, sort of interesting director is Stuart Gordon. Yep. Yeah, my man! H.P. Lovecraft adaptation. Oh, yeah. Called Dagon. Yeah. Uh, we talk about a loaded deck, uh, where's the the remake come sequel of the, the prequel thing of The Thing yeah. have the cards stacked against it because it's on sacred text yeah. this dagon movie seems to have it you know it's sort of deck stacked to my favor as I am a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft yeah. and I do have a soft spot for Stuart Gordon yeah. I love his sort of everything's on
0: the table approach
1: to filmmaking you,
0: you can definitely tell it's a student Gordon film <laughs> I've yet to see what's that one where it's taste it's society i think it's called oh yes that's a very interesting title yeah, yeah. I, I i know what it's about and what happens in the end it's in fact i think a I've very seen,
1: literal ret- representation yeah. on how the
0: rich feed
1: upon the poor yeah <laughs> um yeah it's not subtle and i don't think you would argue that Dagon is subtle but no uh, uh yeah i think it's an it's definitely
0: worth discussing yeah um Anything else we need to say, Mr. Beckman, before no, we dive in? No, I think that, into... that, that, that about covers it. I say get on with it. Let's do it. Once more into the breach, dear friend. You might want to wrap it up in a couple of days. Yeah, why is that? The last place you want to be is cooped up with a dozen Norwegian guys.
1: <laughs> we estimate it's been here 100,000 years. That's not possible. This thing detects its prey, copies it perfectly, and then hides inside it. Not all of us are human. Run! Okay, so we're gonna look at the thing, the 2010 interpretation of the thing. Yeah. Um, it is directed by. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 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 Matthijs van <laughs> Hedgignan. Okay, like, let me you try, wanna it. try
0: it. You want to try it? Jr. This is a very
1: professional podcast. We could probably have looked up how to pronounce this man's name, but uh, yeah. I'm going to assume it's van Hynjenjen. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Joel Edgerton, and yeah. uh, a lot of uh, Swedish or Norwegian actors. Because
0: it is a... <clears throat> It is a Norwegian camp, if I'm
1: not mistaken. Yes. Um, it's set before the events of the the 1980s John Carpenter classic yeah. Yeah. thing. Um, all of these movies are sort of based on the story Who Goes There by John W. Campbell Jr. Yep. And uh, the basic premise of the story is not so much a monster with big teeth biting your head off in the dark, but yeah. uh, the sort of paranoid thriller aspect well, when the, when... of not knowing... Who your adversary is, because your
0: adversary can mimic anybody. Yeah, well, the short story was written during the fifties when McCarthyism was alive and well. So there is that whole paranoid: you can't who is real and who is not, and you can't trust anybody.
1: And they do, I think, go a little bit into the Cold War war. Sort of era yes. of the 1980s when this movie is set. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a period piece in a way, but yeah. basically, it's all set in a you know, yeah. the South Pole in a very wind blasted winter landscape. It could be any time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But they're trying very hard to tie this to the original. Uh, yeah, well, they even John Carpenter the John Even movie. use specific shots from Carpenter's absolutely, retail. and I appreciate how hard they're trying yes I, I i have a certain amount of respect for that yeah like i say i think it's just a difficult prospect against it. i'm suspicious from the concept al- from
0: the concept alone um they had a very very long uphill battle just to sort of exist as a movie and um, yeah it's
1: a double-edged sword for them too doing this norwegian camp because yeah. if we're a fan of the original movie which i guess they're banking on if yeah. they want to make money on this yeah thing, then we know how this ends.
0: Yes, yes. There's there's that right off the bat. So
1: there's a there's a there's a lack of sort of suspense in yeah. that regard, as we know how this is going to play out. Yeah. So that works against it, and then you're also going to be compared. Yeah.
0: Obviously, constantly. Yeah. To John Carpenter. Carpenter's classic classic horror film, and right off the bat, you know, when you've got that facing it, you've got a you've at least got to strike against you. Like you, if you're gonna play in that sort of holy water it's that it's one of the reasons why aliens i can't believe is so good is that you're you're being a sequel to a classic horror film and you have to justify your existence somehow uh and be part of the lexicon if it's going to you know be any good yeah and it essentially is the same story as the thing and that's one thing that you know kind of goes against it but you know you're you're fighting this uphill battle that you're going against one of the greatest horror films of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, and you get this. Um, so. Well, here's what
1: I will say, just to uh, open up, to to throw down yeah. to, uh, in this little discussion yeah. here. Like I said, uh, all this prologue to get into the movie itself. Yeah. Um, a lot of hype went into it. I believe it kind of underperformed when it yeah. was released. Yep, very much so. Um, I also. Being a true blue horror fan was yep. very suspicious and
0: probably brought baggage to it. Yes. And that th- said, I don't hmm. think this movie is horrible. It's not, and I think it's not. It's not a horrible movie. I agree with you. In fact, when I first saw it, I actually quite liked it. It was the second time around where I started to, you know, see more things, creaks and moans and things that, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to, not, it's not going to age well in some regard. It's not as good as, obviously, Carpenter's The Thick. And it's
1: loudly not as good as Carpenter's Thing. And that's the biggest problem that it has. I think if it wasn't tied to the John Carpenter movie, if it was just its own thing, it might be more impressive.
0: Yeah. We know, (laughs) and I agree with you, knowing we know how the story ends, it it does take somewhat of the suspense out of it. So much baggage, as I say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, I mean, I do like the fact that we get answers to questions that really thing geeks really only sort of ask is, well, how did the axe get in the door? You know, how did we see that person kill themselves that we saw in the station? Although we, we really don't see the person it is. We just... Again, the the attention to detail, the sort of
1: split-faced, morphed creature of yeah. the thing. Um, I just want to do quick service to the plot, just in case there's somebody listening to this podcast who doesn't know the basic story okay, of the thing sure. before we Fair get enough. too far along. Yeah. But... Um, Scientists working in the South Pole and the freezing sort of uh, landscape, yeah. frozen landscape there, find uh, a spaceship frozen in the ice. And they find an actual creature not far from it. Yeah. And they bring it back to their station. Yeah. <clears throat> thaw it out. Yeah. And it springs to life. And it we find out that it can mimic anything it wants to. Yeah. And not only can it mimic anything it wants to, but yeah. anything it's ever presumably mimicked yeah. leading up to this point, which includes it is all sorts of a, nasty creatures yeah. from beyond in outer space and whatnot.
0: It is essentially a walking chameleon. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so you get both you both sides of the coin are played here. You got the sort of suspense of not knowing who your enemy is when you're looking at uh, yeah. the people in the room. And then when they wolf out into the special effects, sort of interesting, cool, toothy monsters. Yeah. Uh, sort of torn out of human flesh. Uh,
0: <clears throat> I, I think one of the things that, obviously, to me, what makes the, the original thing so well, and it's kind of funny, we're having about five minutes into this, Film and we're all, like, we're talking more about Carpenter's thing than this hard version. Hard not to. It is really hard not to. But the the sort of a, uh, the creativity gone into the creatures in the original by the the, the great master Rob Bottin, yeah. isn't there with this version. It, it, there's not a lot of you know, well amazingly designed monsters. The only one I can think of is the one where it's sort of doing like almost like a spider walk, and it's got the two heads. Yeah, that one was unique, but I think almost. In order to do it justice, they would have had to go practical effects. And here's where I segue into one, one of my arguments and criticisms of The Thing. Obviously, if you're going to watch, going into The Thing and being a fan of of The Thing, Carpenter's version with this new one, one of the race battles of that movie is obviously the the, the story of effects, that whether you know we got the practical versus CGI and which is better. And once again, it... it hands down this is sort of you know a point to the thesis that a lot of people talk about why practical effects are better with Carpenter's the thing their practical effects are amazing they really really are it's yeah. one of the reasons that you know you go see the movie and when the you creature is CG it takes you a little bit out of it
1: I think that the CG in the movie is pretty good it is good but I mean good. if they want to tether themselves this directly to the world it should sort of look like it did in the original movie everything else is painstaking so the cg is different yeah and i think the issue there is i wonder if there's anybody out there who could do the practical effects today as well as they did them in the early 80s
0: for john for john carpenter well i mean Um, greg nicotero was probably the one who could answer that properly for you he could take a whack at it yeah but I, is botine retired
1: i don't, i don't know i'm just saying it may not be easy for them to yeah. uh... To do it practically, I mean, obviously nowadays the easy solution is just do it in the computer, Theater, yeah, but if you're going to pay homage to the thing and, like I say, to tie yourself so directly to the thing you gotta do you all the, almost you almost have to go practical as yeah. much as possible, yeah. and I know they do have some practical effects in this movie they do i mean some and, of it a lot some of it is very practical, effect. and some of the c g is good enough that it'll yeah. blur the reality for yeah. me a little bit, but yeah. um yeah, I mean it, yeah. I, I like how much this movie's trying, and there's yeah. some genuinely good moments. Yeah, but um, I think that it's it's hard for me to break down this the group of people. I yeah. mean, I don't feel like I get to know the people very well, so subsequently, I
0: don't care as much when they die. Well, yeah, once again, one of the comparisons between Carpenter's version and this version is the red shirts. They spend a lot of time with the so-called red shirts in the thing, and they're all uniquely different. That's one of the things that. You know, you gravitate towards the characters, yeah. where a lot of them are a bunch of Nor- Norwegians that yeah. look all, all the same. I can't believe I said that, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, it's the problem. The problem with Alien Three, they look relatively. You can't really decipher a lot of them, yeah. and then they're dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I could differentiate. Them either, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but...
0: yeah, that sounded bad, but <laughs> wow. Um, but I mean, <laughs> they like look a... all the same. Wow. Yeah.
1: But like, but everybody, like, when people died in the movie, I just really didn't feel like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Uh, you know, we really liked that character. Yeah. He, he who's doing well. Um, the, the whereas in the, the original, original ti- thing,
0: took its time to get to know the characters.
1: Yes. and you, I felt the dread for the characters. Yeah. But again, we just keep going back to this over and over again. This movie's just getting shellacked by the fact that yeah. it's, it's, it's right next to Carpenter's. So yeah. I, I'm going to just try this point. Okay, I'm going to sever Carpenter from it as yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. That thing doesn't exist. Let's okay. try and let's try yeah, right. and look at this movie yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, I still do not engage with the characters as much. Yeah. I, I it it's just. Uh, a standard creature feature. It, yeah, it it really is not there. Um, if I want if you feel like watching a creature feature, this is one of them.
0: Yes, but it's certainly not an A list uh, creature feature. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's talk about things that we did like about it because yeah. that, because I do think you know I get, we're sounding like we are sh- you know knocking it to pieces and. I do like it. That's yeah. the thing. What I do like about it, I'm glad that we learned something new about the creature and that I can't digest metal. I thought that was a neat little yeah. you know, ticker to it. I do love, love the attention to detail that um, it referenced to the movie that we shall no longer no longer mention. <laughs> um,
1: Some of the smaller moments yeah. too. Like, yeah. Obviously, we we expect to see really gross out, fleshy yeah. creatures erupting from, from the skin. I, I yeah. kind of get like clive barker would really like this idea yeah. you know it's yeah. over his wheelhouse yeah but i like when you just sort of get a ripple or like i said oh he's this is one of them yeah you know there's there's a little glitch in the matrix which happens yeah. every now and then it sort yeah. of uh tips his hand sometimes yeah. or the creature's hand is it a he she he yeah thing yeah um i like the adversary in that it doesn't have a personality and that it just sort of mimics whatever it needs to yeah it it wants to survive and and presumably multiply yeah um but uh we don't there's no we have no access to it as a, a person personality or anything like this yeah So it is very much a monster
0: in that regard. And I like that. Yes. Um, I like the opening of this movie, actually. I thought it it opened quite well with a a, a couple of the Norwegian people driving in that weird tractor thing and then they... They're the oh, ones the that discover it. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was actually a great opening for the film thinking, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit different, a little bit creepy. How they got out of that ice I would have loved to see yeah. because there's some where we, we leave them and the opening credits start, you're kind like, Okay, they have to climb up there somehow. Yeah, they're but, they're gonna have a really
1: rough day. Yes. Yeah. So um, I do I
0: also like the opening. It is very different from from the movie that we should no longer no longer mention. Our lead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Interesting choice. Yeah, I
1: I really like her in a movie called uh, Sp- Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the, the World, and Elizabeth. she's been good in other movies as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's miscast here. I don't know what there's. There's a sedateness to her performance.
0: It's just a very cookie cutter role, and if that's going to be our, Mac, or is it McNulty? Is it McNulty? If Mac, if that's going to be our McCready, you gotta have like a little more personality and spice. I know in, in theory it's the Joel Edgerton character, but
1: yeah um
0: McCready is the you know protagonist she's a
1: scientist she's yeah. called in for this very miraculous find to yeah. sort of uh you know figure out how they're going to approach exposing this to the rest of the world yeah. before they realize at this point it's just a frozen thing in the ice yeah. so i think it's fairly you know safe yeah <clears throat> but you're right i mean there's no conflict for her this is just a job yeah you know um she doesn't look like she's bored. There's just a weird detached quality to her. Oh, I guess that's... like that's sort of a a scientist sort of detached thing. Yeah. But even when Jeopardy gets big, I yeah. mean, I don't feel the weight of the situation coming yeah. from her, and actually from a lot of the other the cast. Yeah. I, I don't feel like this is dire, but I also do kind of feel like they've all read the script and they know that this is going to end with their death. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. There's a there's a sort of a tread to the end. Yeah. Um If you're a fan of monster movies, this is not horrible. Yeah. But uh, if you if you find you know the original thing to be sacred text,
0: it is not it is not the sequel that the fans demanded. You will will find something that bothers you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I I kind of as I was you know rewatching this movie, I was thinking, well, if I was going to do a sequel to the thing, what would you do? Because really, all they've really done here is remade it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the same movie uh, that you know to the original. And this is what's happening while I, while I'm watching the thing, I find myself
1: ruminating yeah. on on the other directions they could have gone with yeah. this. I understand how, on paper, seeing what happened in the Norwegian camp would, would be, be intriguing, of, yeah, and like. Yeah, prequels are kind of the in thing to do, and uh, I get, I get it, and it's a good swing. Yeah, um, and it's not terrible. I wouldn't give it an
0: entire no, thumbs down thing. necessarily. You know what? I, you know what it is. I think, and, and I'll touch about this on honestly with you know the cave as well. But it, it commits one of the what I think the cardinal sins of movies, where it's not great great is you know there's really it brings no new ground it's does everything well and it's not like so bad it's good movies where it just utterly tanks yeah it is just i hate to say this mediocre
1: when seven men discovered the entrance to the world's largest cave system oh god
0: What is that? They were never seen again. Now, a team of expert cave explorers...
1: I hate ladders.
0: It's such a show-off. ...has been assembled to find out why. There's an enormous cavern about 300 feet down. Just below the cave entrance. It's awesome. Which then leads to this underwater passageway. See you in 12 days, boys.
1: Okay, uh, next on the agenda <laughs> is The Cave.
0: Uh, uh, this movie is directed by Bruce Hunt, who I don't know. And have from what I've found, I've not made a lot of movies since. So. Uh, it stars Cole Hauser, okay. Morris Chestnut,
1: um Basically Marcel so, like, semi,
0: semi-popular actors in 2005 that they managed to bring together Lena Hetty and Piper Perabo. yes um it's
1: I guess about a team of uh, underwater cave spelunkers. explorers spelunkers whatever you would call them yeah um who are brought to a mysterious chain yeah. um it's like an underwater version of I guess the descent
0: uh only you know and once again it was one of those films that I was comparing to as I was watching this um yeah So, what did you think of the cave, Mr. Beckham? Before I say anything about the cave, I first want to reveal something rather important to you. Something that I've been holding in for quite some time, but I have a new man crush. And his name is Cole Hauser. Oh, very nice. Yes, Cole Hauser. (laughs) He seduced me with his eyes. Cole Hauser is awesome. In fact, Cole Hauser is so good that one of the Jerrys that we're going to have is the acting category, which will be named (laughs) Best Performance by an Actor, who is not (laughs) Cole Hauser. His awesomeness
1: disqualifies him from consideration.
0: I have to tell you that his performance (laughs) as an underwater spelunker who becomes infected with a parasite... (laughs) the best i believed it man yeah. i believed it he seems
1: to have fallen off the dimplechin family tree of the douglas family <laughs> anyways <laughs> i want to
0: talk about cole hauser yes cole hauser was born on march 22nd, 1975 in santa barbara california as known as cole kenneth hauser he is the son of wings hauser another b actor who you know did such classics as i think street force or whatever one of those b actor movies as well um his first movie can you guess what it was school ties Ah. with ben Affleck and matt damon and that's where they made friends although i think he's one of his big claim to flame big claim to fame i guess you would say um was he's in days confused as well Ah. ah anyways cole hauser is awesome. <laughs> As you can tell, I totally took this movie very seriously. I, very seriously. I, I
1: mainly remember Cole Hauser from this
0: and Pitch Black. Yes, like Creature Features. Yes, uh, <laughs> no, The no, no. Cave. Wow. Yeah, I thought you were mad at me for making me watch this movie. <laughs> oh, <really? I> <laughs> the Cave. The Cave. The Cave is a bad movie, and once again, <laughs> one of the th- there's lots of things wrong with it. One of the things, like I said, the same thing with the thing is that. As I said, it, it commits this cardinal sin where right off the bat you know that it's not going to be like a great great movie. It's yeah. you know a preaching feature and, and, and there's nothing really new that it does and what, um, but it's not terrible either. It's not one of those things where you can see glaring you know mistakes. So it's not as bad as like something like Battlefield or Earth. Or, it's not loudly or, awful. No, it just <laughs> once again it's you know meh. It and, consistently
1: underwhelms. Yeah. Um, I can think of one sequence yes. in this whole movie that I thought oh, was, that was, impressive. Good, that was was impressive. a good It was impressive. Yeah, the one um, with the Piper... P- Parabo? Palp- Parabo. Oh,
0: once again, we're getting names completely
1: wrong in the cast. The gist of the story is that a new cave system is found. They are exploring it. They encounter a parasitic organism yes. I, of some kind that yes. sort of uh, creates new life out of yeah. the life it infects. And... Yeah. Uh, Similar, I guess, uh, in, to the thing concept. This is sort of a more primordial uh, idea, I think. Yes. But uh, um, I guess the concept is interesting enough. When you're exploring new cave systems, you can yeah. encounter new species. Typically, they will be microscopic or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fair enough. If we want to see a monster movie. This is a good place to sell it. And uh, in an underwater cave system like this, I would go for maybe really. Teethy underwater shark monsters.
0: Yeah, yeah that, Bring that. That, 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 that That's a go picture to yeah. my mind. Yeah, go picture and like Oscar gold <laughs> but it it does feature Dreamy Kohlhauser. <laughs> yeah, Kohlhauser is present. cole Kohlhauser elevates this movie to to a realm that it really shouldn't go to. But it's he's just awesome. Uh, you know, like when the. Uh,
1: the busload of people are dropped off in front of the university and uh, yeah. there's a creepy guy standing there who shakes his head and says, not a looker among them. Yeah. This is not the case for this movie. No. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in this cave
0: system yeah. Yeah. is beautiful. Yes. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> <laughs> They're too beautiful that you're almost you're mad at them so you want them to die. If yeah. you want to
1: be on this team, you have, you have to, to be look. able... You dive certified. You gotta be, you know, first aid. Yeah. You gotta, you know, be a danger junkie, an yeah. adrenaline junkie, and you have to be a supermodel. <laughs> yes, yeah, so pretty apparently. much, is, is what this movie is saying. And so, I yeah. don't mean to say that if you're an uh, inordinately attractive person, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. But if I find a gaggle of you in a cave yeah. miles underground, uh, you know, you're it really feels rigid. like. Everybody's playing dress-up yeah. after a yeah. You know, it works against you. It stops yeah. feeling real. And, yeah. you know, just give me some real faces in <laughs> yeah. there. Come on. One yeah. or two. Yeah. We call yeah. those people character actors, actors because they're rarely
0: allowed more than 15 lines before they're killed or, you know. The but they character. really are just a b- bunch of bland red shirts. They? Yeah. yeah. And so when they start popping up, it's like, meh, yeah. meh, <laughs> meh. Yeah. Um, yeah, like really, you've got Morris Chestnut. You know the, the, the dude was in Boys in the Hood. Who you've got Piper Parable, let's Parable, say. Parable, who I've seen her and you know you know a fair bit of stuff. And you've got that actor Lena Headey. Yeah, who uh, who's I just got, recently
1: saw in this the Dread reinterpretation <laughs> um, Judge Dread movie. Yeah, um, yeah, there. Are, she's. I'm not she, even saying that the acting. She's is since that. got on to like better things. The acting isn't horrible either. No, I mean, I mean, it's that's the not thing. just they weren't just cast because they're pretty people. But uh, yeah. I don't know. The, the like I say, the uniformity of everybody being so wonderfully beautiful. Yeah, uh, just sort of took away from the any kind of reality.
0: Honestly, I think the cave also should have kept it simple. Yeah. Instead of having this sort of side story about this parasite, you know, the fact just let there be just a monster down in the deep. You don't have to go this whole weird route where you know it infects people and they start having their big buggy eyed
1: there's a a tagline I think for the movie yeah uh I don't know. oh yes. There's heaven and hell, and in between yeah. is the cave, cave or yeah. something in one of the trailers. Yeah. Something like that. I would have almost preferred that they like found a cave so deep that they were knocking on some demonic yeah. hell door shit. Yeah. Uh, and the creature design seemed to suggest that. Yeah. So much so that the, 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 they have wings. Yes. I I couldn't believe that something that would be adapting completely underground and underwater would for some reason have have wings. wings. Yeah. And I mean I hate to be the guy calling that's fake (laughs) on the underground underwater monster (laughs) movie, but why wings? Yeah. Yeah. Why wings? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, and and I'll answer my own question. It's for the sequence that we're going to talk about. Yes. Uh, with the, one of the uh, characters of the group, Piper Parabo's character. Who makes
0: a total like left decision that doesn't make any sense. I have to be first. Yeah.
1: Well, she can climb really well, yeah. and uh, yeah. she's almost competitive about it. At this point, it's not about competition. It's about survival. They want yeah. to find a way out, and they think yeah. there's one out there. And it's an interesting sort of concept that they're deep underground, and yet yeah. she's scaling a wall. Yeah, a, a very high, steep wall to try and find their way to safety. Yeah, and of course she encounters these creatures that yeah. uh, that we don't know quite yet that they could fly. Yeah. And that's when it's revealed. And uh, she's swinging by a rope, and you can see the creature's point of view, yeah. and uh, you're not quite sure what to expect, and uh, it pays off very well. Yeah. I I feel like this s- scene was like an excerpt from a better movie that suddenly got cut into this movie, uh, and then the movie sort of continues on. From yeah, I, I
0: will give the cave this. It does have that, that one amazing sequence with where she is literally jumping. She jumps from one, yeah. would you say hill to another or whatever you want to call it
1: one basically one hole to another
0: without the safety of her rope yeah in great jeopardy from the creature that is a well put together sequence but beyond that it just sort of and also i I, are we led to believe that some of the creatures that they found out there of the search party all that years ago yeah that we see is that i believe that is what is
1: implied that they've sort of monsterized yeah and that that would be their fate yeah but not um but it doesn't matter it has Cole Hauser. <laughs> yeah. Well, your attraction to Cole Hauser notwithstanding, I just did not emotionally engage with yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, again, if you want to turn off the lights and watch the pretty show, you yeah. know, you, look at the fancy special effects. Um, you will forget it as you watch it. Well, but the thing
0: is, is like it, 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 it's, it's like he starts acting in a different movie as the movie goes along. Everyone else is trying to be sort of like super serious and he goes into over-the-top sort of... Just goofy acting, and you sort of think that he was getting—I was clearly getting different direction from the director than the other actors well, were.
1: He was getting—he's a lead role in a big-budget creature feature. It's probably a good payday for him. He's just trying to do what he can to, you know, earn his paycheck. I, I guess think. so. Um, everybody was trying, and I—I appreciate it. it. Was again, <laughs> you know. I—I yeah. I have a soft spot for these kind of monsters. I do movies. too, and um, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, but uh, there are many better. Feature features than the cave. Yeah. Um, it's competently made and it's a big budget affair. It's not. It's not hampered by its low budget. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just needed another pass on that
0: screenplay. And, yeah, uh, it really did. Like I said, they they didn't even need the whole, the fact that it. You know, you can become infected by it. Yeah. Um, just bring the monsters. Just yeah, honestly, bring the monsters, and that's what another film in this collection did. Really, did make it overcomplicated. We got straight to the point and still had time for, like, character development. But, yeah, The Cave, once again, is sort of, the you know, when the credits roll, you kind of, with, with, with exception of that ending, which we'll talk about, the dun-dun-dun <laughs> ending, um, the credits roll, and it's like a McDonald's Happy Meal. It is, You've eaten it, and you might have enjoyed it the, yeah, as it was going down, but it's through you now, completely, and... You feel me. nothing. <laughs> it's the kind of you show that you could
1: watch with such indifference that yeah. like, if commercials came on,
0: you could forget what you were watching. Yes. While the commercials <laughs> <Yeah>. were <on. laughs> Not could, a ringing could, endorsement of the game. Kids, it's... you could do your al- algebra homework and have this play in the background and you still wouldn't get it. <laughs> what
1: did you want to say about the end of the movie? The big Well, of
0: course, talk. there's also that ending where we soon realize that you know the evil hasn't stopped and that, spoiler... That one of the crew members, who I didn't even see get bit or scraped. I assume it's when, you know, they were swimming underwater. And, and did we see her get attacked? Or I don't know. That's the other thing. I kind of went, well, how, why is she unconscious? But, of course, it then segues to the end where she's indeed, you know, in fact, infected. And in a very busy public place. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. who knows what horrors will be
1: wrought. I tell you, I couldn't sleep for Yeah. boredom. <laughs> Excuse me, I fell asleep on the platform. I might have to, like, rename Rankin Review the Christopher Smith Fan Club because, uh, yeah. I think this is this will be his entire catalog now. I think that we will have reviewed by the 18th episode, and, uh, it's just, uh, people have been picking you know still haven't seen Black Death so shit. I have not seen this entire filmography yeah but uh, as of this episode we will have covered everything up to date in 2015 you. well
0: he's a talented man he's yeah. a talented man and he and he's made a good movie here
1: it shows it right out of the gate with Creep uh, yeah
0: I I actually um, have a little crush. You have your Cole Hauser crush? Yes. I kind of have a crush on Frankie Potente. And I understand Frankie (laughs) Potente is a very, very attractive girl. I was completely in love with her in Run, Lola, Run. Yeah, that's where I knew her from. Yeah, Uh, And uh, it was kind of nice to
1: see her. She's also going to do a lot of running in this movie, and she does. She does. That was one of the things I remembered (laughs) about thinking, wow,
0: she's made a career out of running, which she does a lot of in this movie. Yeah,
1: but I, I understand. She does a lot of running in this, but it's sort of it's a different animal. Uh, She's playing a different character, and it's nowhere near as manic and crazy as Tom uh, uh, Twickers, you know, run, run little run. But uh, uh,
0: I liked seeing her play this character. Yeah, no, the sort of you know kind of socialite party girl who has a little bit of attitude was is is definitely a, 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 I I complete...
1: like she's kind of a mean drunk and got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. Yeah, but
0: once again you like her though. You like it that she's you know fiercely independent. There's there's enough there to she's got
1: attitude and yeah. she's maybe a little bit self-possessed but uh we're going to be on her side because nobody deserves anything no. really horrible like this to happen to her. Yeah. Uh i i like the simplicity of the scenario yes uh you are a little tipsy and you're waiting for your subway and you drift off yeah and you wake up and you're in this empty subway station you've missed your ride and you're kind of locked in the underground yeah uh this very same creepy environment is used in uh we talked about American werewolf in London last time you were uh, on the show. Yeah. The <laughs> and, tube is featured. Yeah. And, uh, uh raw meat, uh, uh, another London set, uh, yeah. film about, uh, uh, people being killed in the, in the underground. Um, so it's a great environment and, uh, the adversary that she has set up, uh, and, uh, plays this, uh, horrifying just game with yeah uh the more we learn about it the the more horrifying things become
0: yeah No. how the, how the backstory of this creature is revealed is is done through i mean a lot of suggestion it doesn't fill in all the gaps we sort of get the idea that where this character comes from and i think that's one of the reasons why it's good yeah. um is it doesn't give too much away of of the creature in fact we don't see a lot of it until you know the three-quarter mark where it's got them captured in its prison cells, if you will, yeah. um, but the fact that it, 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 I mean, it does explore the backstory, but it doesn't do it in a voiceover. It doesn't do it. It's just merely suggested and given in the scene where we have our two protagonists, if you will, at that point yeah. who stumble upon that room, um, and that's all we need to know about this creature. And then it goes back to being, you know, the terror that it is. And we feel some of a little sympathetic that it was raised in that environment, so. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just dive into spoilers because I think I yeah. think this
1: is something worth talking about. Yes. Um, I, basically, this creature was raised in an abortion clinic, essentially, or at least some sort of laboratory is what I would sort of yeah. think it was. But uh, abortions is, are performed. You get the feeling like it was. It, it watched a lot of these uh, horrific acts being taken, and it, and it was sort of soured. Uh, it's not a political statement. No. I don't watch this movie thinking this is some sort of aggressively pro-life thing, and yeah. that people who you know do these uh, things. But uh, it the creature is horrifying because not only what is it, the the crime that it's acting out is really horrifying, but yeah. it does so almost lovingly. Yeah, like you're helping it. You like it thinks it's helping. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in the middle of the movie, it's not really a centerpiece scene, but where a character, an unlucky and tertiary character, yeah. is basically put into the... Uh, surgical, into chair. the surgical chair. Surgical chair, into the stirrups. Yeah. And uh, it is almost a torture porn se- sequence. It's like, it's not overly graphic, but yeah. you know what's going to happen to yeah. this woman. And and I, if I remember correctly, it does cut away, does it not? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... What a what an awful awful fate yeah. and uh, there's there's some perverse imagination to that and yeah. for that I guess I applaud Christopher Smith but. Yeah. Uh, if you're horrified by what you hear in here, yeah. here, you might uh, want to stay this, away. This might not be your cup of, of tea. tea. Yeah, um, and that said, the entire movie is not about that. That's yeah. one particular sequence
0: and part in the movie. But yeah. some people take a hard line on, yeah. on this. Essentially, what it is uh, is it's a chase picture. Yeah, it's a chase picture, um, and, and it's done in a, in a sort of horror environment. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that we see the sort of the London Underground as a maze, and that there are rooms in there. That I enjoy. I think the supporting characters, the so-called, I, I I don't even want to call them red shirts because they literally yeah. are supporting characters. You, yeah. you're you, rooting you, for that. You heroin want everybody addict. out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you're rooting. I I was really disappointed when our, uh, you know, local heroin addict friend, right, really, you, whose girlfriend is we at that point thought clearly dead. Yeah. When he does Demise, you're like, oh, no! So like there are real supporting characters. Here's a, you know here's a vast difference. But you know what 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 makes a good monster movie yeah. is the characters that you know they're they're gonna die. They're just there, but you yeah. have to you know, you have to care for them. They you get have to five maybe
1: them. ten minutes of screen time, yeah. but
0: you're cheering for them. You're like get yeah. out of there, buddy. Get yeah. out of there. Yeah. Uh,
1: everything that the cave kind of missed in that regard, I think the the creep does well. Yeah.
0: Because um. they the really are supporting characters, and that's that's one thing that. That uh you know any sort of you know good movie monster maker wants to get across you know if here's one thing you have to learn is you have to make your supporting characters believable and yeah. identify them so you you believe the tension when it happens yeah uh, and I kind
1: of like that the uh, this sort of adventure that happens in these subterranean tunnel tunnels and t- yeah. uh, sewers and whatnot yeah. with all g- the garbage and wetness yeah uh, also sort of seems to concern a lot of people that. Or maybe would be thought of as the dregs. There's yeah. a couple of homeless people. There's a, a guy who works cleaning yeah. the sewers yeah. And and uh, there's like they would say this kind of snobby Self-possessed woman who just finds herself lost. Yes, uh, and 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 in the mix there, you yeah. know, they're there You know a bunch of rats drowning in the sewer yeah. uh, To some cynical eyes. Yeah um, and they get pitted against this creature and their humanity comes out because you might not individually
0: like all of these people or yeah, you might just you, walk past them and not look them. And some boy. you just generally loathe. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I I they, they kind of made me go, that's a lame cliche or whatever, is when the guy tries to rape the girl. It's sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say it comes out of nowhere. You you almost do sort of kind of see it coming you're just like, no, yeah. don't do I Just, Why? Uh, but what I'm saying with all of the characters sort of
1: having deep flaws yes. but us looking past the flaws because and we're survival trumps all of that comes yeah. before. As far as a character who, you know, decides to use this as an opportunity to get you know yeah. to to rape someone, well Uh, This is another horror movie template, which is very familiar, which I'm not as big a fan of, but I recognize it as a thing. It was just somebody who's there to just make the bad situation worse, Worse. to say the worst thing at the worst possible time, to, to make the loud noise, to, to, you know, trust the clearly untrustworthy villain. Uh, you know, it's a template and, uh, it it is present here, but very briefly. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's true. It doesn't last long. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the movie works. The yeah. sequences of suspense, and there are many, yeah. work. Uh, and There's the a general gore, feeling
0: it, of dread that, 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 that palpitates. Or, yeah, the violence uh, in the marinates movie... Marinates this
1: movie, yeah. The violence in the movie is is pretty real, too. You yeah. know, you feel the death in this movie. Yes. Uh, some of the deaths are more ridiculous than others, but yes. this is a monster movie, and that's and part it, of
0: what you pay your money for. And it's very much... Not only is it allowed, it is encouraged.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no... Uh, the fact that there is so much—I wouldn't call it attention to detail—but they get so many things right. Yeah. The performances are great. The atmosphere is wonderful. The story is simple. You don't need, you don't need to make it complicated, um, and it really has two sort of bookends. Yeah. Once again, reading into spoiler territory, but I love the fact that you know she assumes the position with the dog that we you know first saw the young woman with at the beginning of the subway part of the movie, if you will that she becomes part of it. I enjoyed that little sort of tip of the hat. I thought it was really crafty and well done. Um creep is a good monster movie. Yeah. It is really well made. I, I liked uh, too,
1: the creature, both the the uh, prosthetics on it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. But that uh obviously it's humanoid. It's yeah. two two arms, two legs, you know. Yeah. It was once a person. But it also seemed to be a mimic yeah, Like you said, like for some reason it was forced to watch all of these procedures take place, so yeah. it mimics you know, trying to comfort somebody who's about to go it through this procedure. It really, in a lot
0: of ways, almost becomes a slasher film, but well, it is a very well-made one.
1: What I'm saying with the creature
0: and yeah. the way it mimics and things like that,
1: uh, when it's being beaten and pulverized and yeah. it starts begging, please don't hurt me, yeah. it doesn't even seem sincere that it's begging, please don't hurt me. Yeah. It just knows that in the past when it hurts people... That's what they say to try to get it to stop. Yeah. You know, there's something really creepy, but like it's, it's communication is just parroting what it's heard. And yeah. It has no real inner life of its own. Yeah. Uh yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it, it is rather disturbing that little bit right there. Yeah. 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 No, it comes across as a very socially inept kind of human being that doesn't know how to make, you know, proper emotional responses because it hasn't had that. Yeah. I thought yeah, that's a really good attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't
1: uh, found Creep put it on your list of things to do if you like uh, f- horror movies with teeth uh, if, if you're into the more PG affair uh, maybe steer clear of Creep but yes. uh, for those dark hearted horror fans out there keep uh, cool. have a feast uh, I know makes if you ask me folks there's nothing better than cap off a spooky evening Great Halloween night storms. So, far be it from me yep. to be a guy who's going to, like, uh, kick a puppy or yell at a toddler for wetting his pants or anything yep. like that. Or, you know, talk disparaging about somebody who's making a no-budget horror movie. Yes. Speaking of somebody who's attempting to make a no-budget horror movie, uh, this is not how I play ball. Yeah. But when we're talking about The Roost, which is Ty West's sort of first kick at the can in the Yo. feature film, yeah. I think we're talking about a movie made for significantly less than a million dollars. Oh, no. Probably significantly less than $100,000. I, seems... I, 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 I would be surprised if this movie cost more than than $50,000. Yeah, uh, and this is a group of friends making a movie. Yes. And it looks like it. Yes. And yeah. you have to... Be willing to go with that yes. if you're even gonna make it 15 minutes into this movie. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you that it, it's all, it's not fair. It's not fair if you are gonna be critiquing this movie in, in in correlation with the other four because the other four clearly had, you know, a studio budget behind it. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's like picking on the kindergarten kid for not knowing multiplications. It's, exactly. Y, y, you kind of go, okay, I get it. Um, and there there are some you know brief little flashes uh, of you know this guy he obviously knows what he's doing he's talented there's a couple of shots I thought that were well put together but it's clearly a student film with student actors and you just kind of have to go okay I get a weirdly Evil Dead vibe
1: out of this movie yes Which is not to compare it to Evil Dead in that, like, I think Evil Dead is a way better Better movie than this. But, like, uh, as far as the handmade quality of it, where you can sort of see the paint drawing on the wall of the sets and the, uh, you know... uh, the actors are kind of up and down in different scenes. There's obviously yeah. every it's everybody's first kick at the can. Yes, you know, you know the <laughs> the guy pointing the cameras first time, him pointing the camera, and yeah. the people in front of the camera lots, a lot of times first time yeah. doing a scene. Yeah. And uh, throughout the production, they get better or worse as things go along. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think that the movie does earnestly take itself seriously. This group of kids who yeah are, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they go for it. They they go for broke. They yeah. do. Um, well they do and they don't, but yeah. they, these kids, <clears throat> typical car trouble, looking for a shelter, yeah. go to the wrong place and yeah. they encounter evil yeah. and it takes quite a long time. Ty West sort of establishes his style of, uh, of keeping the, the, the evil in the shadows for as long as mm-hmm. he can yeah. and letting you kind of, you're waiting for the bad to happen, sort mm-hmm. of do the work on your nerves. Yeah. Um, that that is all, all already present here. Yeah. He's just not particularly good at executing it yet. Yes, yeah. um, because and he's learning. He's yeah. And by the time we get to this rooster, this, this sort of yeah. vampire bats that we hit, yeah. the, the special effects aren't that convincing. Yeah. But here's my thing with the roost and I want to get your thoughts on it too, but I'll just get it out since I've already rambled this far. Uh, I feel like when he was done shooting it initially, and I don't know this, this is just me making shit up, but it seems to me like he looked at the rough cut of the roost and said, okay, well, I tried my best to make this no budget movie, but it's just, it's not there. It's not there. So how do I get it there? Well, I'm gonna add a bit with Tom Noonan, and yes. I don't know what his connection with Tom Noonan is. He used him in House of the Devil to much better effect. Yes. I don't know if he like they shop at the same grocery store or, or whatever. Oh, I'm sure they know. <laughs> There's Ta- some kind of connection there, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it becomes like it wants to be making fun of itself. Yeah. After the fact. Tom Noonan will randomly show up to ask how the kids are doing and if you're scared and what's going on and wink wink and it is not really
0: in keeping with the rest of the movie it's not needed really like, the movie is 80 minutes, and you almost sort of sort of think, like, why is it there? Well,
1: I think it's there to make the movie feature length, personally, yeah. and it does yeah. sort of feel tacked on.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, that opening shot, where it's going through the entire house yeah. until it finally reaches Tom Noonan, yeah. goes on forever ever <laughs> and it's so not needed
1: <laughs> to Just say look at me yeah. i'm a filmmaker
0: do, 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 do. and yeah. i do
1: think that ty west is the real deal and i no, think that everybody he, has to he's start a very like, the
0: man has made good horror films the yeah. innkeepers is good yeah. and house of the devil is good yeah but uh, the the house of the devil is almost like an homage to that you know late 70s early 80s horror films yeah. that used to be quite popular and that's that's well done and the innkeepers with that it takes its time with his characters takes its time with his atmosphere and that sense of dread and then builds it up yeah um he, he, there's definitely a certain trademark to him yeah
1: uh yeah again this is not going to rank high on the list for no. me. <clears throat> um I, I again feel like we're picking on it because I know, the, and it doesn't I know, have the budget it's definitely the lowest budget yeah, and it's but, you have,
0: but you have to judge it on its merits there's
1: interesting things to be said about it the yeah. people involved yeah. another interesting person that I wanted to mention was Larry Fessenden yes. who shows up in a one scene role and basically gets killed which the... if you look into his acting career actually happens to him quite a bit in yeah. he's, he's in one
0: scene and he gets killed yes <laughs> well him and Ty West and I think Eli Roth all know each other kind of thing yeah Uh, Larry Fessenden is also a very very good filmmaker with that one what is the one that takes place in the Arctic The Last Winter The Last Winter is very very good yeah Wendigo Wendigo and Mm -hmm. that fear itself is also very good yeah so uh,
1: it's great there's obviously a lot of people who are going to go on do great things and there is some sort of interest value for real aficionados people who really get their beak wet with the horror genre it is an interesting curio. Yes. It is not fantastic. No. And uh, it's, like I say, not going to rank high for me. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say of the roost? That's no, no, pretty just, much the roost. We kind of did. The roost sort of, in a nutshell. We sort of did make fun of that kid that peed himself here. Is sort of what I feel like. <laughs> he yes. Went
0: a, uh, it, it's. It, I feel is bad it, it is. I, a, I feel bad for speaking of it in this way.
1: It's a no-budget movie, which yeah. a lot, with a lot of ambition. You know what? I
0: think even even Ty West and Larry Feston would agree if they were doing the podcast that they would put this as the <laughs> yeah. Look, look, guys, I'm sorry. It just we were. This is their first one. It's their first little baby. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I, I love them for trying. I love yeah. the ambition, and I love you know we, we don't have we don't have the means to make a movie, but damn it, we're you gonna did. try you know anyway. They, did. they <laughs> did. We're gonna do it. You know. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, the roost. Yep. He tries so hard.
0: Honey, sometimes when you go to sleep, you go on a little walk. And sometimes you talk about a place. I don't remember. That's why we're going to go there. So you can remember.
1: Thirty years ago. So I, unlike most of the world, am not a huge video game player. Yep. Yep. I'm not very yep. familiar with the world of Silent Hill. But you I did either. play some of it. I've never got yeah. deep into any of the games, yep. but I understood like that they were beautifully crafted, that the yep. world was suspenseful, and that they made an effort at cinematic storytelling in, in a video game world, and that if. Ever there was a game at the time that was sort of crafted to be made into a, a movie? A movie. Silent yeah. Hill definitely begged that. Yeah. Um, Christoph Gantz is the director of this.
0: Did he not do the Brotherhood of the Wolf? I believe he did. He also yes. did
1: Hitman, did he not? Um, I will take your word for that. I think he did. I, it, think, it, I could be wrong. It stars horror genre favorite Radha Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Australian actress who seems to really like the genre. She keeps showing up in well, horror it, movies. It,
0: it, it pays her well. She was she's also really good in high art. If you've ever seen that.
1: Um, basically, my friend Jeremy Cooks Cole Hauser uh, is uh, Sean Bean, who's yeah. also in this movie. Uh,
0: <laughs> Cole Hauser. Uh, we got... every single time you say his name, I purr. Uh, Laurie
1: Holden of The Walking Dead fame. Yes. Uh, Deborah Kara Unger, Canadian actress. Kim yep. Coates, Canadian actor. Represents Local <laughs> Boy. Saskatoon. Yeah. Um, and Alice Krieg, uh, interesting cast. Yeah. Um, and a very sort of artful approach and direction. Yeah. Um, my first pass of this movie, I remember not being a big fan of it, and my yep. sort of over overarching memory of it okay. being. Radha Mitchell walking through very beautiful, very dark landscapes, yeah. calling out her name of her daughter yeah. endlessly. Yes. Two hours went by, and I didn't really get, you know, yeah. that much out of it. Yeah. Uh, for the podcast, today, and I'm, I'm I'm revisiting the movie. Yes. And uh, I found a lot more to like. Yes. So there's actually a lot of good
0: things that go on with with Silent Hill. So I'm gonna ask you. I'll put the ball in your court. Well. One of the first things when one watches the cinematic version of Silent Hill is that it is a really well shot, I, I, I'd want almost well made movie. It is, a, it is a very well shot. It's a very pretty movie in a dark, gothic sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of attention to detail and craftsman work that goes into the sets in this movie. It's it, an entire world that is yeah. being created here. Yeah. and, and you, have is... to, you have to sit and
1: admire that, yeah. if anything. I mean, not in the world building sort of Lord of the Rings scale, but this world, this town of Silent Hill is a whole, it feels like an otherworldly place. Yeah. And that is achieved well. And big points for that.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, I also sort of applaud the fact that, you know, they they were going quite serious with with this movie. It's not a tongue in cheek. It's not... Um, you know, done for laughs. The, there's some you know the actors try really hard and create really believable bold characters that are, you know, going through their conflict and having pathos. I even I love how this movie starts with them looking for their daughter. Yeah, it you know it, it it's well done. Roger Avery, the you know one half of the Pulp Fiction yeah. duo, wrote this movie, and this was like you know long after his own car accident where he went to jail for a bit, kind of thing. You know, yeah. this was his comeback movie. And there are some really well-written moments in this movie. For the most part, I do find my memory of it is consistent to
1: this regard. Yeah. It is a whole lot of Rod Michelle walking down Stranger lies, There lies the rub. There is is a lot of that. (laughs) The movie is just over two hours long. It's very rare in the horror genre that you sort of go beyond the two-hour point. You don't see a lot of truly
0: epic. Yeah. Horror movies, yeah, and I applaud this attempting to be that, which is kind of funny because the game that's that's what a lot of the game is is walking down dark, creepy hallways, sort of you know freaked out by the you know, the ambiance and the you know the setting and the sound and everything that that's what the game is, yeah. and I I think that's part of the problems when it was trying to emulate the game very you know quite a lot. That's when it really, really started to hurt it in some ways.
1: Uh, suspense, 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 but then yeah. you need payoff. In the, yeah. And um, the payoffs sort of come slow in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I do like that the movie is populated with very strong women, pretty much exclusively. Yeah. Uh, Kim Coates and Sean Bean are so on the sidelines as to almost be superfluous to the action. Yeah. Um, Sean Bean's trying to find Radha and his adopted daughter. Yeah. And... Uh, kim coates is the local law enforcement who knows a little bit about the history of silent hill but their scenes well, well they're happening as good as those actors are yeah i'm just waiting to get back to Radha michelle in silent hill yeah and i know when we establish her she's going to be walking down a hallway yeah. calling out for her daughter because yeah. that just happens again and yeah. again and again Lori holden uh who's um, a very strong actor yeah. in herself she plays a sort of really kick-ass tough-as-nails police officer who gets yeah. sort of caught into the situation by unlucky circumstance she's yeah. got no personal investment until yeah. she's thrown into it um yeah uh deborah kara unger is sort of the ultimate victim mother figure yeah. of silent hill yes and alice creed is this sort of cult leader yes um who is wisely cast yeah uh, all of that works for it well yeah, um, I, I, the emotional tone of the movie, I don't know. Detached isn't the right word.
0: I no, mean, I was no. In, in fact, movie. I, I think it, it starts off strong where you are drawn in emotionally to this movie. I think you know where it starts to hurt is those really long sequences of Rada Michelle walking or running down a hallway It it repeats that you know four or five times, and after a while, you're like, move the story along. Yeah. And storyline, and that's a problem with the game itself. I've played one and three. Honestly, what they should have done is reme is basically done number three on the screen, which you know there's a big twist of the sort of at the end of the movie, and it's a mystery and. The story is still engaging enough. But, you know, I digress. That's one of those... If I did Silent Hill...
1: The, like, the environment is rich. And yeah. the
0: cult aspect, I like. And it's when... very rare that the
1: cult thing is done in a movie well, well. Yes. Um, and I kind of like their sacrificial offering altar. How it's done sort of old school witch burning style. Yeah. Um, like, there is a real creepy underground gothic appeal and it's yeah. well rendered Yes. um i feel detached a little bit from the movie for some reason i don't know if it's because i'm not as familiar with the game i certainly didn't feel moments where they were winking saying hey mm-hmm. remember this from the game which yeah. is i think a good thing yeah like i want to be able to get into the world yeah. being you know yeah. just as a film goer yeah. you're, you're not you're not just doing a tribute to the video game you're making a movie in, yeah. Theory, um. And uh, I guess the the great sin, and this is a movie that I like, and I would it, give a positive review, is that I think for all of the work, it's
0: not that scary. It has its moments. I disagree. I I I it has its moments when the horn goes off and it turns to black. I I, I thought that was a great setup and caused a general sense of tension and dread there are moments where i was like whoa and it, and it takes a lot for me to feel tension and dread in a horror film having seen so many because yeah. they rely a lot of horror films rely on you know cliches and the beats and we, we almost expect that um there is a general sense of dread that i felt with, with silent hill is it overly terrifying no oh. no uh, uh
1: but i love the creatures yes I love the look of the creatures and I assume a lot of them are probably directly from the game. I don't know if they are invented. Triangle head. The the pyramid head I know is definitely from the game Uh, and that sort of weird, almost half melted formed creature that that sort of flobs, those weird spitting creatures, which I remember doing battle with in my brief encounters playing the game. and they're really well realized, and yeah. a lot of them were fairly practical. Like yeah. the the those spitters that walked around outside; yeah. those were actually people in suits. Yeah.
0: See, uh, uh, let's, I want to talk about those, those those characters, those nurse characters in that sort of mummy outfit. That sequence where she turns off the flashlight and she walks through all those statues. Nurse, yeah. Nurses. See, once again, that is a well-made sequence, and to me caused a sense of dread even though I know that's you know from the game and she will survive it yeah. I thought that was really well done there's lots of things to like with this movie and yet yeah. <laughs> well I think that the fact
1: that we have two protagonists through yeah. well, like Shell and uh, Laurie Holden are in there yeah. Radamichelle is on a quest to find her daughter and yeah. we believe that uh, even if it ends tragically, she will see her daughter. Yeah. Uh, she gets separated from Lori Holden fairly early. And yeah. uh, again, I don't feel like she's ever in any real jeopardy where she's
0: going to die. Yeah. I, you know, Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. One of the questions I was going to bring up is, are they dead? Once, once that car accident hit, is that something that we're implied? Because she is clearly, that's in how a... they got to the world of Silent Hill. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't. Uh, I didn't take that interpretation of it. I thought it was sort of like a dimension that you get sucked into it, and yeah. it, it lets you out. If it lets you out, you yeah. get out. If you get out, yeah. Um And uh, you know, I again, I, I also figured there was some overarching story maybe in the video game that would be explored, or there is yeah. a sequel to this movie. Maybe they would go on to explore it in some other ways. There is a sequel to this movie. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, there's a, there is a lot to like about the movie yeah. and it's not what I would rec- just say like is a sound off movie necessarily where it's mm-hmm. very beautiful but mm-hmm. empty. Um, but I don't fully connect with it. It's like got A plus production values yeah. but it's like a, a C plus overall kind See, of feel to it. Once
0: again, a Silent Hill to me is this perfect example of the style over substance kind Almost of thing. style as substance. Yeah, yeah. where... Like i said it is beautifully put together like not only just like the sets um and the costumes but like you know clearly our person with talent like the, the shot sequences and how it's framed yeah. is all really well done but yeah you you have a hard time connecting with the story overall where you know where you should be lifted at, at, at the climax at least it's sort of like okay yeah she showed up and Um,
1: I think that there are there are things you were talking about Roger Avery's script some of it is good some of it is there's just flat exposition yeah uh that's basically what kim coates lot is here's the yeah. history of the town
0: <laughs> the kim coates character is just really all exposition yeah
1: and, and he does it well enough yeah. uh but uh when Rod Michelle needs information deborah yeah. kara unger sort of slouches in from the shadows yeah and uh, you know she's a very beautiful woman and it's kind of cool to see her playing yeah not necessarily a hag type creature but yeah. you know not not being the sultry you know yeah, character she's
0: not usually the vixen which yeah. she's portrayed up until that point
1: yeah uh, uh but she'll just show up to give just uh, tantalize a little bit of information and then sort of disappear back into the shadows yeah. uh, again i guess that's a very video game but yeah. uh it's it a structure for a movie you know it, yeah. I didn't laugh out loud. It wasn't like I didn't guffaw at it necessarily, yeah. but the storytelling in it is very direct in that yeah. way. Um, and uh, it, it seems padded almost to be sure. I think that this could have been very strong if they'd got it down to a hundred
0: minutes or yes, something. Absolutely, no, kill some of those sequences with her walking. That the, honestly, that's where it loses the audience members. Is yeah. where you know it's just endless walking after walking after walking you you cut some of that down and you're golden um i will say this about silent hill i think out of all the movies where they've tried to adapt you know a movie from a from a video game it is definitely one of the better ones in fact i'm starting to think it might be the best one i don't have a whole lot of high regard for you know what, what, do, we, what do we have brilliant. it's clearly better than the resident evil films yeah. <laughs> um it is clearly better than the tomb raider movies I'm trying to think what other movies have been made. Of. It is way better than the Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, they can't all be Mortal Kombat. They can't. <laughs> That's true. So I'm starting to think, like, out of all the movies that have they've been based off video games, is Silent Hill the best one? It's well, definitely, the most talent and production went into it. Yeah, I don't know. All I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. It still sort of feels like second place
1: in a pie-eating contest. I know. <laughs> kind of just a shame to be on the playing field. I, I don't know if There's this should be a stigma attached to a movie that's based off of a video game. I, oh, yeah. To a large extent, I do think video games are video games and movies are movies. But uh, Silent Hill almost sort of makes an exception to that. And and we are seeing more and more rich and complex games, which are busy with yeah. the act of actual storytelling. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Bear it down to 100 minutes, it'll be strong. Yeah. I think if you're a fan of horror movies and you want to check out some cool monsters, you won't be wasting your time to no, check out like, No, like Hill. I
0: said, like the designs in this movie are actually you know, very intricate and, and well put together. Like, There are a lot of things to like about this movie. It's yeah. just, it, it has lost. Almost, but not quite. Yeah. We are in a boat off the coast of España. Honey,
1: our stock could be going underwater and we wouldn't even know it.
0: What are you doing? I'm just going on vacation. Let's <sighs> say
1: we've got a storm coming up.
0: Brace yourself! We're we'll gonna have to take the raft into that town for help. Oh, no! right, Need help all right. Is this? right yeah all right, all right. it's rolling all sure right you know. so last but not least we have Stuart Gordon's
1: st- telling of the HP Lovecraft's tale, dagon uh, yeah. the, uh, in, story of in his mouth uh, it, in, yes. in, it, for fans of, of lovecraft shadow over in his mouth yeah. um, it, it concerns uh, a bunch of people on a Boat crews having a good time in sort of the Spanish Seas, and they uh, get uh, they get come across some really bad weather, smash across some rocks, and have to seek shelter in a spooky spooky town. Yes, Um, this movie is sort of full of the typical. Gratuitousness that you will find with Stuart Gordon, as yes. far as levels very much a Stuart and Gordon movie. Levels of violence and yeah. sort of a, a fairly intense sexuality in times. Yes, um, and it's got special effects that range from. Really cool practical effects that are quite strong, yes. and some CGI that is pretty god awful. Yep. yeah, um,
0: it was made on limited budget. You gotta take a few hits when you're watching this movie, but well, uh, St- Stuart Gordon has been playing in that field for all his, his career. Where you know it's, it's 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 almost straight to video.
1: He uh, makes the movies B... cheap
0: enough so he can
1: do. Yeah pretty much whatever he wants to do yes. <laughs> yeah, as far as level of gore, but yeah. uh, it might limit his uh, distribution in yes. some ways, but uh,
0: he's always going to make his sort yeah. of violent gore fest yes. movies. So I have a question theory. a theory, so, because we're leaping right into Dagon, I'm yeah. sorry. Now, the lead character in this movie, played by Paul Marsh, looks a lot... Mm. Like Herbert West from Reanimator, A.K.A. Jeffrey Combs, which who, I think that uh, the character's name is Paul Mark, who's played by Ezra Garden. Yes, uh, which which brings which brings me to this theory that I wonder if any, a lot of his protagonists, because I know her uh, Jeffrey Combs is also in from Beyond, which is another Stuart Gordon yeah. film, and and I think he might be even be in Fortress. I could he's in Fortress. Jeffrey Combs, yeah, he shows yeah. up in a lot of. Uh, uh, I wonder Gordon. if Stuart Gordon uh, alter alter ego is usually the Jeffrey Combs character because the actor in this sure looks a lot like Jeffrey Combs and I sort of think,
1: hmm I believe this is the same actor he used for his episode of Masters of Horror as yes. well, Dreams in the Witch House which is a very uh, good adaptation of another H.P. Lovecraft story obviously yeah.
0: Gordon's a Lovecraft fan as well yeah, he's spread um, and butter <laughs> Um, so I, I, I beg this question. So do you think that that character, that Jeffrey Combs character or whatever is the sort of cinematic alter ego of Stuart Gordon? Um,
1: it's a theory. Uh, 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 I'm leaning towards no, but uh, just because I, I, I have a picture of Stuart Gordon in my head and it doesn't just, it doesn't approach that at all. I so have a picture right here actually of uh, of, of Stuart Gordon. He's yeah. he's sort of like a, a round. <laughs> he, he, he,
0: there's lots of in the love.
1: Yeah. I think something that H.P. Lovecraft and Stuart Gordon have in common is their willingness to go places you don't necessarily expect. Yes. Um, you know, they will uh, gleefully, you know, kill off the female lead at the altar. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, in, you, in a scene that in every other movie is yeah. the daring rescue. You yes. Yes. <laughs> that's that's not what this movie's about this movie's not about the daring rescue this yeah. is another sort of case of hb lovecraftian the the old ones are kind of uh, you know yeah. coming back and the the people who are wise join and merge with this great and
0: ancient there's power. a little nod to cthulhu they actually mention cthulhu's name in this movie of course yes um during when he does interrupt at the climax that uh big uh not orgy, I would, what I would call it, just the, the ritual, the, the ritual, if yeah. you will. They mentioned Cthulhu, so I'm like, yes, this is clearly an H.P. Lovecraft universe. Um, I, another thing I like, I, I I sort of got a vibe, there's definitely a European horror vibe to it, almost like, a la, who can kill the child? I don't know if you ever saw that one, right. or they, you know, they land on this island, and it's all, much like Children of the Corn, the kids have killed all the adults and now rule the place. I, that... I
1: certainly did enjoy the abandoned, uh, sort of fishing village. Yes. Uh, and then you kind of got a real huge night of the living dead vibe going yeah. for a while. Yes. Um, with him, you know, slowly realizing how off everybody is and yeah. how they're, they're not just hunched over and, and sickly, but malformed. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, how, you know, people keep disappearing here. You know, he's just trying to reconnect with his fiance. Yeah. um, yeah there's a there the real theme of the story and the movie is sort of cruel fate yeah there's sort of an inevitability there's nothing that you can do to escape your fate in this world if your fate do something yeah and um in in the end you have to sort of embrace your fate uh to find any kind of joy even if your fate is to become a monster <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah um there's a lot of really memorable sequences in this movie. I think one of the standout ones for me when it first passed. Yes. Uh, there is a scene of torture and execution. That is in, well done. <laughs> in which, uh, basically, a a a person's head is essentially peeled like an apple. Yes. Uh, while they're alive, like yes. I, I mean, presumably, some point during this this operation, I'm sure. They he, I'm sure that if down, we had
0: to. But, I'm sure that he, you know, due to shock, probably would have passed out at least.
1: It's done with practical special effects, yeah, and it is, it, it's really again, cringeworthy. It's, so well yeah. it, it's it's very very well done. Yeah, uh, and uh, you just know. on the right side of cartoon, but still very much horrifying. Yeah. Uh, it you it feels it feels appropriate to the movie you're yeah. watching. Yes, you know it is excessive, to, but no doubt. Yeah. But uh, you don't you, you you don't necessarily feel completely blindsided yeah. by it. Yeah. But the strength of those effects, as I said, are counterbalanced by some CG that it is really mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. I'm particularly remembering like a blood
0: trail underwater. Yeah. And, there was a couple, uh, and also uh, like sort of the underground. I think a lot of the underground water sequences are not done really well. Yeah. the backgrounds and some of the
1: creatures that we'll see in the water do not convince yes Um, and that sort of takes this movie down to the B-level quality which is is kind of unfortunate because I think that the the story is a really really good one and uh, sort
0: of Deserving of a list of treatment like the rest of Stuart, Stuart Gordon's films he was he'll never be known as being a brilliant screenwriter and it once again dagon falls into the same category where it's a great story but some of the lines the actors have to try and you know chew out is not good well and you mentioned European
1: influence there's yeah. a good and bad aspect of that yeah. the cinematography is strong the sense of atmosphere and place is strong yeah. and I can appreciate that yeah but a lot of the actors seem to have their voices redubbed yeah in the movie as yeah. often happens they shoot it in various european markets and uh yeah. to find a get, way to get the film done as cheaply as possible yeah and then they try and tinker with it in post with by dubbing over their voices and, yeah uh nine times out of ten i find that very distracting yeah and it's one of those things that sort of takes that movie down to the b level yeah um right that said I do not want to dissuade anybody from watching Dagon because if you're in the mood for a monster movie and if you're a fan of H.B. Lovecraft yeah this movie does do justice to the story yes and uh it does succeed in sort of keeping uh what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah, there
0: there are, are a couple vibe. what the fuck moments with this movie. It's quirky enough that, you know, it, it stays with you. It's yeah. Like I said, it's not it's not a monster movie where, you know, it, it goes through your body like a happy meal and you soon forget it. There are things that do stay with the movie. And like I said, I've now seen it three times. If I you know, didn't like it, I would be hard pressed to at least see it again. So yeah. there is something about Dagon. Yeah. Um I have not read the short story. I'm just, just now getting into HP Lovecraft, you know, actually his written work. So right. um there there's something about it Stuart Gordon. I, I don't know quite what it is. It's you know, his weird sort of sense of humor. <laughs> um but his films do stay with you. Yeah. Um and this one clearly does. Uh, there's just something honest
1: to me about Stuart gordon yeah. a about like the fact that his movies are 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 low budget and handmade no. but uh he completely embraces the sort of sex and violence which yeah of the yeah. genre yeah in, in a
0: way that well like i say is somehow honest you yeah. know <laughs> yeah uh, you know he knows who his ta- a target audience is and he goes to it he will never be an academy or winning filmmaker. Um, but he is like the Roger Cormans of this world, yeah. where you know, and honestly he, to me he has an amazing life. He gets to make monster movies for his living that's and what I he do does.
1: feel like he's making exactly the movies he wants to make. yeah, I'm sure that he makes compromises and yeah. like he would you know sometimes dream he had you know yeah. uh, a hundred million dollar budget. but uh he always you always know when you're watching a Stewart. Gordon joint. Yeah. And uh it's almost always worth the price of admission and yeah. Dagon is certainly no exception. Yep. <laughs> so a uh, big thumbs up uh from me for yep. Dagon. Is there anything else you wanna say? No, I think that that's pretty much it. is six creature features ranked what? and reviewed well we're about to do the the rank but yeah. definitely reviewed can't believe it's
0: over <laughs> it's, it's not over. over yet
1: don't think it's over brother you still have lady, to count them down the fat lady's warming up <laughs> all right
0: so counting them down um i will go from like worst to first is that how we do it uh, yeah that's how we typically do it Unless okay want to mix so, it up no no why buck tradition in the sense uh-huh. well I, like I said I don't think it's unfair putting this movie as the last be- just because it is what it is and it has you know it, it like I said it, it, comparing it to the other films is like a kindergarten kid to you know a kid in college and that's that's because you know kids in college made this movie yeah. and Ty West has since gone on and so same with Larry Fessenden has since gone on to make great horror films but yeah. The Roost is number six just production values yeah, yeah you gotta be critical it. I get it um, you know the performances are do, you know done by friends it's yeah. you can see it, it, sporadically that you know there's a talented filmmaker there yeah but it's the roost uh number five <laughs> featuring my man crush <laughs> my one my sweet sweet call best performance by a person who's possessed <laughs> by a parasite all I'm saying <laughs> It's the cave. All right. Yeah, the cave. You know, is a mediocre film with a ridiculous subplot involving parasites. Uh, it's not that I, you know, disliked this movie. It was just, meh, meh, m e h, meh. meh. Uh, number four, I have the prequel to the thing. Um, once again, there's things I liked about it, and you know, it's neat to see that the attention to detail to the camp they find in Carver's thing, but, like, as I mentioned earlier, it was like going against a behemoth. You know, if if you're gonna, you know, be single to the thing, I honestly, I think they had to do something completely different instead of just remake it. Right. Where we feel nothing. (laughs) Nothing Labowski. nothing, Nothing, yes. Number three uh, was Dagon, that's right. Sorry, Dagon. Okay. Um, lots of things I liked about it uh, it was good it's got a certain sense of quirkiness to it um, the screenplay needed a little work but that's like Stuart Gordon he's not known for his great poetry as they speak uh, or as overly I'd say great character development but yeah. Dagon is good yeah. it has its problems um, at number two I have Silent Hill Silent Hill once again there's a lot of things to like about it it is probably the most well shot out of all the movies here, yeah um talented people made this film they were they were taking it very seriously, yeah needs an editor <laughs> ne- ne- needs to cut see with the, with, the, with the whole walking down the hall it doesn't it doesn't have to be exactly the game precisely, and last but not least, as number one, I do have creep overall it was pretty good there's not a lot I would change I would change for it it. You know, it, it keeps it simple stupid. Yeah. It really does. You know, it doesn't have to be deep. before. You know, we, you don't have to explain your monster a whole lot. In fact, usually the less you know about it, the better. Um, it uses, you know, its environment quite well. It's always nice to see Frankie Portante run. Yeah. And she does a lot of it, I say. Yeah, no, she's typecast she's good. for her so ability creep, to out of Out of that bunch, I think, is probably the best. No, uh, doesn't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. But it's good.
1: I am, too, like a great fan of Christopher Smith, so I, I mean, I I definitely like that choice. Yeah. Um, You know, like, for a while there, while yeah. you were doing the list, yeah. I was thinking, this is the episode, episode 18 is going to be the episode where we're all in alignment again. Yeah. It's been since, I believe, episode three was yeah. the only episode so far where someone went six for six. And uh, really? we didn't get there. We didn't. I get thought
0: there. we did that with werewolves.
1: No, no, we didn't no. match a hundred percent. Really? No, no okay. We didn't. We were very close, but okay. Wolfen screwed it up. Okay. That's Number right. six in my list I agree is the Roost. yeah and I do agree that it, it it's just outmatched by both you know the production yeah. value and the just experience of the yeah. people involved yeah. it is a curio for hardcore horror geeks like myself yeah um but for most people I think that yeah. they will find it Amateurs, they'll, they'll turn it off in the first ten yeah. minutes, um, especially with that overlong Tom <laughs> tracking Noonan. shot. Tom Noonan's. Tom Noonan tries to get some giggles out of you, and yeah. I do like his weird, twitchy game that he does. But yes. uh, he, he's going to be used to much better effect in House of the Devil, and yeah. I think you're much better suited to just watch House of the Devil again yeah. than go back to the roost. Um, I think it's more interesting to look forward to what Ty West will bring than to look into his backyard, yeah. to, to back yeah. catalog, to do. Um, the cave, I agree, yeah. would be my number five pick, and it's it, it's just an instantly forgettable creature feature, yeah. and that's yeah. its sort of biggest thing. I think we were quite hard on it, but yes. uh, 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 it's not outright terrible. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not. just pretty, pretty bland. Kind of a flavorless it'll pass over lump, you, and you yeah. will feel nothing. Yeah, it it's not. It doesn't outrage me, but uh, yeah. yeah, it leaves yeah. no impression. Yeah. Um, so yeah there it was number four the thing 2010 um i i i the intentions were good and i you know it was a good kick at the can you just it was crushed under the weight of the shadow of the original and it was an almost impossible task yeah uh and uh they tried and um it's it's interesting but uh
0: I think for yeah. Die Hard thing fans, you have to see it. But beyond that, if
1: you can detach yourself and just watch it as a as a creature feature, it's yeah. fairly diverting. But yeah. Uh, yeah. under under the shadow of the original thing, it just it, it it's it's yeah. a tough sell. Yeah. And uh, down to number three, that's where I put Silent Hill. Um, again, a visually astounding movie. Yeah. Uh, rich in production values. Yeah. But. but too long and a little melodrama dramatic at times and a little clumsy in its delivery of information. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so there it was. Um, controversially, and I will understand if anything in my list makes you cry bullshit will be this. Okay. Number two is where I put creep. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I think it's a really well constructed thriller. I yeah. really like the creature. Yeah. Um, the sort of torture porny sequence in the abortion clinic, yeah. uh, underground creepy clinic. Yeah. Uh, it was a sort of sequence that in another movie would have really turned me off the yeah. film. But, uh, as perverse as it sounds, the movie earns it. Okay. Um, <laughs> there, there are moments of levity and lightness, mm-hmm. uh, that they, that they put into the movie mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be a miscue, but the all, everything is juggled quite well here. Yeah. And, uh, you can see the talent that is Christopher Smith yeah. and, uh, and he would follow through with that and yeah. so it doesn't work. So yay, creep number two. Yeah. Um, my lists are intensely personal sometimes. Okay. And, uh, the reason I'm going to put on number one in my creature feature is, right, yeah. uh, it's sort of the mid-range represented. We have like big budget monster movies like yes. The Thing and Silent Hill and yeah. we have the tiny budget monster movies like *Like The Roost and, yeah. and, and Creep. And I think Dagon sort of fits snugly in the middle. And we have a sort of a great swath of creatures we see here the entire all the townsfolk in in the movie are sort of turning into these sea creatures these squid monsters yeah and uh we get a a rich variety Mm -hmm. of creatures that i have not seen before yeah i love the fact that i don't know where this movie is going when i watch it or if well i know the basic structure of the story but scene to
0: scene i don't know what i'm going to be subjected to it takes turns that you thought were going to go a certain way i'll Mm -hmm. I'll give you that like you thought for sure that that the heroine would would be saved at the end and you know yeah i'll give you that and uh yeah it keeps
1: you on your toes in that way you do have to look past a lot of things, and I do think people will disagree with *Dagon* as number one because of the dubbing and because of some of that bad CGI. Mm-hmm. But because I can't really think of a, 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 a an attempt at an HP Lovecraft adaptation that comes as close to the mark as getting it as *Dagon*, um, I got to give it high praise. And um, I am a fan of Stuart Gordon, yes. and I, I am a fan of his sort of direct approach, yeah. uh, his honest sort of approach to filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't always hit it out of the park, no. but uh, if he wants to keep on adapting H.B. Lovecraft, I will be first in line to watch more. Um, I'm a big supporter of Dagon, warts yeah. and all, and for
0: me, sentimentally, it goes to the number one on my list. Well, that's interesting. I guess the only thing that I would call BS on or yeah. bullshit <laughs> yeah. is that the production value. There's not really one one glaring mistake with Creep. Yeah. You know, if anything, Creep it 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 doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's really covering no new ground. We've yeah. seen at least elements of that story in other different horror movies. Right. Um, where Dagon clearly has some issues. Part of it is budgetary. Like the CGI looks really tacky and bad, and that's yeah. because I'm sure they could only afford... You know. Part of it's the time it was made, but part of it is just, even for the time it was made, it wasn't that great. CGI. Yeah, but Creep and Dagon were made roughly around the same time. I think Dagon's a little older. But Dagon, uh, I think it's 2001. Anyway. Uh, very close. Close on the rank and review, but not quite as a good. All right, hooray. <laughs> no, I guess that, that they're they're... Everything about the creep is done you know technically really really well from production to performance so there's not there's not a lot of things that you know you could really sort of critique on if you're gonna be harsh on it it's the fact that it's just not an original story yeah. um where I guess dag on to me there's some clear problems like like as i mentioned earlier the, some of the screenwriting is not really done well the uh um the is kind of tacky does it but does it make turns that uh I, I didn't see coming. Yes, so dude
1: lit himself
0: on fire. fire. Yeah, <laughs> go hard or go home, baby. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, and I like Dagon. Like I said, it was that's it what
1: was, we call in show business commitment to a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, like, I mean that's the thing. I mean, they both are really, really good films. I guess the only thing that, that made that switch for me was that um, Dagon's got some some glaring issues where Creep does not.
1: All right. All I'm saying. I respectfully... I respectfully... I mean, I... Is Creep maybe a blow-for-blow a stronger film in the production standpoint than Dagon? Yes. I just... The ambition of Dagon and the H.P. Lovecraft and Stuart Gordon combination I find irresistible and, uh, and I, I stand by dr- I stand by. Him. I understand. Is- I understand. <laughs> and I do not want people to think I don't have anything but love and respect for Christopher Smith. The fact that we've run episode 18 and we've reviewed his entire catalog say I think suggests that I'm a big fan. No and I am.
0: Whatever.
1: that I've completely blown up the speakers there. Uh, it is time for the Jerry Awards <laughs> awesome we've Woo! taken a, uh, a, 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 almost what uh, 48 40 hour intermission <laughs> between the <laughs>
0: well you know some things happened <laughs> since we've come back Christmas being one of them I yes. like my new iPad
1: yeah well done right. uh, so we have
0: uh,
1: four awards to give out I will yeah. give you the nominations you get to pick the winners sweet uh so without further ado uh what the fuck moment Yeah, the moment of the movies of yeah. these six movies that really made you go what, what the, the fuck, fuck am i the, watching
0: either in a bad or a good way
1: um so i have the attempted rape sequence in creep yeah and <laughs> an already a uh, fairly perilous movie this this is another uh yeah another trap that is almost stepped in yeah uh i have the nurse's sequence in silent hill where uh these weird blind nurse creatures with armed hooks. with hooks and scalpels and Instead whatnot. Instead of hands. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird sort of dance movement art piece uh, sort of yeah. vibe to it, but it's really well executed. It's
0: it's a pretty creepy idea that's well executed.
1: Uh, the whole rescue fail sequence we're going to call in Dagon. <laughs> yeah. Where the, uh, the lady... <laughs> The lady is in dire jeopardy. She's yeah. stripped naked and put on the altar and they're gonna come in and save her, right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> and uh last I but not least you kill me. <laughs> yes. Please kill me. Uh and no. uh we have the entire presence of Tom Noonan in the roots yeah. as a what the fuck moment. Again, I it feels like an afterthought to me. Whether or not it is, I don't know, but it sure feels like it is. Yeah. Uh, what is the biggest what the fuck moment of those six creature features for you?
0: Wow, um, so many to choose from. What the fuck moment? Huh. I stumped you. You're stumped. Well, it just I'm just deciding whether they make the the what the fuck moment either you know a really shitty what the, shitty what the fuck or a really good what the fuck because, um, yeah, I'm gonna probably have to say the nurse's secret sequ- in Silent Hill because it is just, it's just generally creepy and well made it was the idea alone that is pretty creepy but it's a well done choreographed scene so i'm going to have to say nurse of silent hill that nurse sequence but a very close Tom Noonan, <laughs> just because it's sort of like, why are you here? I know why you're here, but really,
1: uh, the off talked about Tom Noonan in this podcast. Yeah, this is not his finest hour here. I, but I know,
0: the, I know, and it's just <laughs> that opening shot goes on what I felt was forever. It's <laughs> still going on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, the best death uh, uh, of these six movies. Yeah, I have uh, Piper Pirabo in uh, the cave. Yeah, best we, the movie. Much talked about sequence where she does the. Uh, Climbing, and jumping the, in, yeah. the, in the key.
0: she does Spurlunk
1: Yeah, um, I have the uh, face split in the thing where, well, I guess it's where one guy sort of gets melted into another guy. Yes, but it basically shows us the uh, ruined, burnt, frozen husk that uh, we see in John Carpenter's thing. How yeah. that thing came to be. Yeah, that moment in there. Um, so. Uh, We have the woman having her flesh pretty much entirely removed by this creature, this pyramid creature in Silent Hill. Yes. It was a fairly memorable moment. Yes, and
0: and you knew she was going to die, but just... Not that particular way. It was kind of like, wow!
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that takes teeth out of that moment is that we don't really know that character. Yeah, that's the only if thing. If that had happened to a character, we knew it would have been... Particularly... Honestly, if
0: Laurie Holden <laughs> would have died that way, that would have just elevated the movie to <laughs> end. Because well, it's like, whoa! Well, speaking of Laurie Holden, I have
1: her listed here. Spoilers for best death yeah. in Silent Hill. She, yeah. she uh, dies by fire rather and, badly. And,
0: and, yeah, it's painful. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then um, we have the also discussed uh, abortion murder yes, in Creve, yeah, which is probably my the most uncomfortable moment in or sequence in that whole. Yeah, and there's um,
0: there's a couple of uncomfortable moments in that movie. So
1: and we have the skull peel in Dagon, yeah, where we have the uh, old fellow who's responsible for a, a whole lot of exposition in the movie. Yeah, gets caught by this evil fellow who enjoys and re- torturing and. And literally has his head Head peeled peeled. while he's alive. Yeah. (laughs) An impressive feat in practical effects, if nothing else. Lee Beckman, what was the best death of these six movies?
0: (sighs) Well, has anyone else done a tie? I know we did last time with werewolves.
1: It it has happened before.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to do another one. I'm sorry. Because there's two really good deaths. That involve a lot of flesh ripping, <laughs> and both when I both saw them, kind of went holy fuck. It's ironic that one is rather quick and the other one takes a little bit longer and Indeed. earns its and earns its brutality. Um, I'm gonna have to do a tie between the uh, skull ripping or even fate, just the head ripping slow to <laughs> removing of the flesh sequence and Dagon because really that's the money shot right there that's when you
1: really Well, I mean the movie's already been weird and bonkers but that's when you know you're
0: watching something that was made by someone who is really off the rocker <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so they thought of it they did they planned it and they executed um and then that segment sequ- that that death in silent hill where triangle man whatever whatever you want to call it walks up to that sort of crazy sad mad woman and her entire body suit is removed <laughs> yeah. from herself. Rends the entire, her entire flesh from yeah. her body, basically leaves them in f- one fell swoop. And like the blood is spraying. Skeleton behind almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. And then the blood sort of like sprays into the church, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, <laughs> it is a shocking moment. It is. Yeah. It is. And a movie that was already full of very disturbing graphic violence as well. So, I have to do a tie. It's, Alright, yeah. Silent Hill and Dagon, a tying for best death Yes.
1: Alright, performances by an actor, not Cole
0: Hauser. <laughs> Yay, Cole Hauser. <laughs> no, I can't obviously give this word to Cole Hauser because... <laughs> Nobody can compete with that dimple chin. <laughs> oh god, that chin makes me all wet. Did I say that out loud? <laughs>
1: Uh, who else we got well Aaron Eckhart and Michael Douglas might be able to compete But they don't show up in any of these movies so. No, Kirk Douglas had a pretty good, you know dimple tune absolutely. Yeah, um, but um... um, so we're looking for the best performance out of these six moment movies. We have uh, four nominations Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to do some splicing here Okay, because I don't have the movies out in front of me, but we have the creep monster. Yeah in creep It yeah. was played by a British actor whose name is Sean Harris plays the titular Creep from Creep. You might know him from the Red Riding Trilogy or from Prometheus. Um, He gets around. Uh, Yes, Sean Harris. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Right. So uh, we got a nomination for that. I think it's an interesting... Uh, it's obviously a humanoid creature, but it's
0: sort of, he's played like a monster too. So it's sort of a fine line to walk. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's a, it's a performance. A, a lot of, this, this is why, you know, I love actors like Lon Chaney, who had, you know, was considered the man of a thousand faces. I think it's really hard to give a performance that's, you know, some of it's actual stunt, but you know, you're in a monster in a latex, you know, outfit for all of the movie. I think that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of physicality, like even, you know, to the point of, uh, not avant-garde, theater, commedia dell'arte, or, or being a clown, but yeah. sort of that hyper-realism style acting. It doesn't uh, get the
1: attention that it's typically deserved. People will just see the makeup effects or... Uh, or you know in a perfect world just think of the, the performance as a creature. Yeah, uh, you know They are utterly lost in it, but yeah. you do need a talented actor Yeah, no no, no
0: doubt and on an com- almost completely different side of it I hate to say this but the Oscars are considering doing a best stunt uh, work uh, award for the Oscars adding that well, It Seems a few decades late, but yeah
1: bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, So moving on uh, for best performance in these six movies uh sort of a modern day screen queen in her, her, her own right rada mitchell yeah uh rada mitchell for uh silent hill she's in a lot of horror movies she is she shows up she must like the genre i think i think it pays her well <laughs> um and she's fine again there's a sort of repetitive nature to her performance she's the mother searching for her daughter um but
0: uh yeah, I guess I think back to the you know the levels that she went through in the first 30 minutes of the movie. I know that once she hits Silent Hill, she's doing a whole lot of running and panicking a lot, but we see a nurturing mother, we see a you know a stern uh frightened character as well. Um I one of the things I liked about Silent Hill were the performances. Yeah. I thought uh they were uh above average, especially for the genre that that is horror films um and rada michelle
1: has also worked with your boyfriend cole hauser yes. in pitch black so yes. uh she might have some yes. hauser stank on her uh, yeah. So and that see could that could that maybe edge her yeah. to winning a a, a a jerry here yeah uh german actress franca patente uh, really good uh, <laughs> um i like her a lot yeah uh, uh, someone needs to figure out what to do with her uh um, she's right. in she's in a born movie and a half and uh She's she was in, in Run a Little Run. Cool run, run but um, she's in Blow. Right. Um, well, um, I like her, and I like her again here. And again, we talked about this. It's a weird line that she walks, because her character could sort of be seen
0: as somewhat self-obsessed. Uh, she's um, she's obviously a little, a little self-absorbed. She's an interesting character. Yeah. I mean, in the first ten... I mean, honestly, like, this all starts with her trying to do a booty call. Yeah. <laughs> um... I think yeah, and it's almost kind of almost a role reversal where it's not some horny teenager guy, where it's this woman who's you know a bit of a a bit of a socialite kind Mm -hmm. of. Going out, it's an interesting character, and she does it quite well. I agree. Someone needs to give this woman, you know, you know, good vehicle to star in. I mean, she's great in Run Lola Run. I never did see the second film that Tom Techworth did uh, with her, The Princess and the Warrior.
1: Yes. Frankie Patenta, good actress. Yes. Um, We're also going to... More splicing will be involved here. Yeah. Uh, The Spanish... I believe she's a Spanish actress who plays the uh, fated eternal love of our protagonist in Dagon. The woman playing the mysterious priestess Squid Girl from Dagon, her name is Birgit Barfarol. B i r g i t b a f a r u l l. I'm gonna stop trying to pronounce these because it makes me look dumber than I am. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, she was the actress we're talking about who gave the impressive performance in Dagon. Uh, she's a very strange and striking-looking woman, and yeah. uh, she works with a lot of makeup yeah. and, uh, or at least some sort of you know CGI body. I'm pretty scene. sure she wasn't really an octo woman, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, if she if she was that's definitely why she got the part but yeah. she definitely uh she makes an impression
0: i think the beauty of her performance is you know the movie is is strange and campy enough that she walks a fine line be, between sort of being so over the top and trying to be truthful in in a in a role that's really quite s- bizarre and silly anyway so
1: i do think a lot of the actors like i say i don't think english is their first language so yeah they're either speaking their lines phonetically or they're sort of bad, overdubbed yeah and in this character's place i think it actually kind of it helps her a little bit too yeah it sort of adds to the otherworldly quality of her yeah um and she also has that those big eyes and that sort of need as soon as she yeah. sees them she's got the sort of mine attitude to yeah. her that's a like a possessive child yeah. it works yeah, um, yeah. anyway uh, so those are our nominations we have three actresses and one actor see we we, we, uh, we go for the best performance you don't have to be a swinging dick to win a Jerry yep uh, who gave the best performance that's yeah. really
0: it's tough successful. because um, I almost want to call a tie but I am going to call just one winner um, I, I want to do a runner up Frankie Patente you did really really well great character great performance. I agree that someone needs to do something really good with this woman. Yeah, which she's a, and she's been in some good films. Um but not just the sort of girlfriend role that she was for the bourne film. She you know I think she needed to be front and center. Yeah. Um but I'm going to have to go with rodham is it rodham, rodham Michelle? Rod, Rod, rodham Michelle. Um I like the journey of this character. I love the fact that you know she Goes through all the, you know, she makes some interesting choices around the back, like really kidnapping the child, if you want to go and call it. And she goes, you see the journey of her being maternal and of her being scared and angry. Um, we definitely
1: are anchored with her, and we we, we are cheering for her. So yes. So it gives the ending a little bit more punch.
0: Yes. Um. Just too much running. Too much running.
1: Yeah. or slowly walking. Yeah. Calling. Um, um, yeah, I think Brad Mitchell is a. Jerry Award-winning actress. From Australia. One more Jerry Award to give out, and then right. we're going to put a bow on this, the 19th episode of Rankin Review. It's been spanked! All right. Uh, and that is the best monster out of ah. these six creature features. We have, of course, the creep monster from Creep. Yep. We have the Thing yep. from The Thing. Well, that's a sort of a lot of monster to choose from there. Yep. It sort of morphs about. We have the bats in the roost. Yeah we have the parasitic cave monsters in the cave we have the fish people in dagon Dagon. and we have the denizens of silent hill uh special mention going to the pyramid monster and the uh, nurses and whatnot
0: which of these creature features featured the best creature um, I I'm gonna have to spread the love around this time around, and and even though the film had its problems, and even you can even criticize the execution of the monster at some points, but I think the most creativity in actually creating the monsters, or or being the most creative monster is the the thing from the prequel, the thing. You right. know, there's there's enough cool designs to it. Um, I I have to say, out of this flock. Uh, of monster movies, the monsters were sort of some of the weaker ones that I ever imagined. I'm trying to think of like, you know, some of the best monsters, whether it be the things from Tremors or, yeah. Well,
1: I understand the twist in this one. Um, I would probably give special mention, again, I have a soft spot for for Diagon, but I think we get a good cross-section of monstrosity there. Yeah. Uh, No, and the monsters are good. They're good. And it's much the same, like, with Silent Hill. I think that the world, in a lot of ways, is is the most impressive thing about the movie. Yeah. The story is all right. Yeah. yeah, The performances are strong enough, but, like, it's the world that's really intriguing. And, uh, yeah. So, we're giving it to the thing. We're giving it to the thing oh we're giving it to we're the giving it, it to, to that the thing. thing lee beckman thank you so much for doing my podcast once again it's been I'm awesome sure we'll see you back oh again. you know i'll <laughs> be back
0: i'll never leave
1: <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to say to the
0: good people on the internet or uh, um like even though that all? you know when you finally do hear this i'm sure it's been long past merry christmas to all oh, and to all a good night yes Oh, well, very late or very early
1: Christmas wishes from Lee Beckman. Yes. (laughs) To all you all. That's episode 19 of Random Review. Thanks, you guys. And that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 19 of Rankin Review, done and done. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode or didn't enjoy this episode, you have the means to let me know. Uh, you can write me at rankandreview at gmail.com, that's R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see, what you wouldn't like to see. Um, In the meantime, my name is Larry Parsons I'm your host in Random Canadian And thank you so much for listening